Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. It's the seventh day of May. Thank you for joining me today. Check out our full-length sermon available wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to the audio version of a sermon titled Tend Your Garden. If you like video, paulwhiteministries.com or our YouTube page is PWM. Check it out. We put a new full-length video up every Sunday And uh, we tell you all about it on Saturday's podcast. That was yesterday. That took up about half of our podcast. But we did squeeze in Jesus coming down the Mount of Transfiguration and the issue that he has with the scribes at the bottom of that mountain. They're trying to get the disciples to help this man, someone in the crowd, um, has brought this mute boy, uh, what the text calls a boy with a mute spirit has brought him to Jesus. And I want, I want to make sure we get this scenario right because it's easy to jumble this up. He comes down the mountain. He has Peter, James, and John with him. So the disciples at the bottom of the mountain are without Peter, James, and John. So it's, it's three-fourths of the disciples that we know, plus you know whomever else called themselves a disciple. There's a multitude of people around them, and the scribes are arguing with them. And when they see Jesus, everyone runs to Jesus, and he he just ignores the crowd and his disciples, and he says to the scribes, what are you discussing with them? The crowd answers, not the scribes, the crowd answers Jesus, teacher, I brought to you my son, one of the crowd, sorry, one person in the crowd says, teacher, I brought you my son, he has a mute spirit. Seizes him, casts him to the ground. I asked your disciples to cast him out. They couldn't. Jesus says, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? I told you yesterday that Jesus' impatience here is not just with the disciples, but with that generation at large, with the faithlessness that they exhibit. But I want to remind you that Jesus was asking the scribes, what is it you're talking with? to about with my disciples and they don't answer him and a man interrupts and asks Jesus if he could heal his son we've taken the fact that the disciples couldn't heal him and we've made Jesus' statement be one of frustration and impatience towards his disciples but I don't think Jesus is been has been talking to his disciples this entire time it tells us he asked the scribes what are you talking about So when he says faithless generation, he's talking to the scribes. So here's what we we know. The scribes are talking to the disciples. The disciples are trying to cast a spirit out of a boy and they can't. A man in the crowd tells Jesus, your disciples can't do it, can you? Here's what we, I'm telling you what we know. What we know is that Jesus then says, oh faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Here's what we don't know. We don't know what the scribes were saying to the disciples. They were saying something. Whatever they were saying, they refused to tell Jesus because Jesus comes out and goes, what are you guys talking about? No one answers. Then there's this side story, will you, your disciples can't heal my son. Jesus, I don't think ever takes his eyes off the scribes and says, oh, faithless generation, how long I got to be with you? Whatever they're talking about with the disciples Jesus is defending his own call and his own ministry when he says, how long do I need to be with you, you faithless generation? So to me, it's fascinating that we don't know exactly what the scribes are talking about 
with the disciples. But whatever it is, it frustrates Jesus that they keep going around the same proverbial mountain in regards to these these discussions. So now they bring the boy to Jesus. This gets us to right where we were yesterday. What we didn't do yesterday was really dig in, for time's sake, dig into what they were talking about. Okay, so now that we've done that, they brought him to him, verse 20, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell to the ground and wallowed and foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? This is an interesting question by Jesus. How long has he been doing this? And he said, from childhood. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Now, the text told us that he had a mute spirit. That's what the man in the crowd said. That would indicate that there's a spirit in the boy that keeps him from talking. Now, there are commentators and scholars that will say, well, if the text says he has a mute spirit, then he has a mute spirit, that there's nothing else going on. It has to be a spirit, otherwise it would have said. A mute spirit doesn't account for a boy, the boy falling into the fire or falling into the water. These seem like suicidal tendencies in this boy and that he's been mentally off since he was a kid. Something has stunted his speech development patterns as well so that he's no, he cannot communicate as he should. And apparently, he's not just a little boy anymore. The man originally said, I brought you my son. So he's probably a grown man. And that's why Jesus goes, how long has this been going on? The guy goes, it's been going on since he was a little kid, since he was born. So I don't know what exactly if, I don't know exactly what's happening inside the brain of this boy. The father thought it was a mute spirit, but that's not unusual talk for first century. To to, the literature, Bible included and everything else, they're much more prone to call things the spirit realm. I'm not saying it's not or that it is, but that's their language. So it's the only way he knows to describe it. So Jesus is going to cast out not just a mute spirit, but a deaf and dumb spirit. So Jesus identifies that there's more going on in the boy than the father knew there was going on. That's one thing we're going to learn quickly because the man says, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Here's our narrative issue. I told you there was a couple. Here's one. Verse 23, Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. You've probably heard Matthew 9, 23 quoted many, many times. The problem is that that's not the way that translates from the Greek. It's not if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. It's if you can, all things are possible to him who believes. We don't have punctuation in the Greek. So some translations of your Bible put a question mark. If you can, all things are possible to him who believes. Some translations put an exclamation point. If you can, all things are possible to him who believes. Some translations put if you can in parenthesis or in quotes, like Jesus is quoting the man back to the man. It might sound something like this. If you can, 
All things are possible to him who believes. In any event, if you can, in the Greek, stands alone. So it's not Jesus saying to the man, if you can, then do it. No, it's Jesus questioning the if. The man says, if you can, please have compassion, help us. And Jesus throws it back at him. What are you talking about, if you can? So I want you to dwell on that today. What have you been praying to the Lord saying, if you can do this, do this? I want you to hear him saying, if I can do this. And then see what happens to your prayer life. We'll pick it up right here tomorrow. See you then. God bless.